Welcome back, everybody. My name is Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole and Janae, welcome back to Down for the Count. So this week we have our wrestling review, our wrestling recap. We're going to talk about AEW, Raw, NXT, NXT UK, TNA, and SmackDown. Woo! It's a lot of wrestling in one week, child. A lot. And then MLW's coming back. Jesus. Fuck. Anyway, <laughs> it's a lot. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode or this recap of wrestling in this week. Um, this is actually last week's episode of wrestling. Make sure you guys, you know, tune in. Now, um, you're going to get wrestling from three ladies' perspectives this week. I was not a part of this part of the episode. I had some family things to take care of. But you're going to get a solid show either way. So you've got Janae, Alexis, and Nicole to give you guys a nice recap of wrestling and their thoughts on it. I hope you guys enjoy, and um, we'll see you guys in there. Welcome back, everybody, to Down for the Count, your favorite podcast here on Spotify and Anchor app, where we talk about grown men and spandex slamming into each other for fun. As always, I am Alexis, and joining me tonight, as of right now, is... Oh, excuse me, I had a perp there. It's Nicole and Janae. Say hi, ladies. Hello. Oh, excuse me, I did burp. Um, hi. <laughs> Our fearless leader, Tip, she will be joining us shortly. Um, we did record an episode last week, but again, shit happens. It's one of our favorite things to say on this show. So, uh, something went wrong. But we're back this week. All four of us are going to be here. So, we'll start getting on with the show i ramble i can't fucking help it anyway uh let's start with our wrestling recap uh this should be hopefully short um eh, did anything happen this week that really caught you guys' attention because it's very rare for me to have any show catch my attention this week um i really the hurt business is really growing on me As a faction, mm-hmm. um, what I do like about it is that it's showcasing the people, and I, I say this all the time, so I won't go on, about how it's showcasing people who normally wouldn't be getting the time of day on TV, and I think that's going to help develop them a lot more, like, i.e., like, this is also a subway. Um, I Cedric and actually like getting my time to be able to like work on that. I really like it. I'm really upset this isn't toasted. Um, and also apparently if they're gonna do like some weird angle with retribution, I want them to hurry up and get it over with. Retribution is starting to like run its course for a lot of people. Mhm. Cuz it's the same thing that's happening and nothing new has been done with it, right? Yeah, and also I can't I'm sorry whoever said I'm sorry who point it was I was watching on Jobber Tears, shout out to Jobber Tears. And I think this on their newest episode and they were and and I didn't even think about it that way until they mentioned it. It's what's wrong with evolution is it's like what is their end game? Like what is their goal? 
like with Nexus and with like the shield and something like they were like their attacks, like you can end up seeing like there was an end goal. Like for retribution, you're just kind of like, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like what, like, what is your, like, what is your goal with all of this mess? And that's the problem that people are having with them. So they're like disconnecting from it. Cause it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> so how are you trying to get me to get behind you? And you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, I saw one tweet on Twitter and it said something along the line, like of, um, what did they say? It's like, they don't, they, they don't know what they're doing with retribution. At first they were on both shows and then they just, they went apeshit on the SmackDown, uh, set completely destroyed it. And then it's like, they don't want to fuck with Raw or SmackDown anymore. They're just staying on Raw. And it's kind of like one of the worst kept secrets about who's in that group because it's already been debunked by us uh, it's been debunked by people online you know me is in there we know mercedes is in there so it's like what what are y'all gonna start doing yeah so the, the thing with as i call them retribution oh. um yeah, oh, that's, that's, what, that's what I call them now. Oh, the God. thing of retribution is the, it wasn't like it was the whole it was a plan for them to uh, start. The reason why retribution started to begin with was because during their quarterly call, uh, one of the things that was brought up was the declining ratings within WWE. Um, so that was kind of like a quick fix to see if they can garner any more. Um, viewers to watch their product. The thing is, right now, SmackDown, because um, they were they were all in both shows. The thing is, SmackDown really didn't need it because they were averaging pretty good numbers um, to begin with, even with everything going on. It was Raw that really needed the views because Raw's views are not the greatest. Um, so that's why uh, Retribution got moved to Raw just permanently because they felt like having Retribution on Raw, it'll bring some eyes to the product. But like what Nicole was saying, there there doesn't seem to be an end game because they don't know what the end game is. They put this group together really quickly to appease, you know, investors about um, having eyes on the product, but they don't know what they're doing. Like they 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 mess with the lights. They're messing with like the stage stuff um, backstage. Um, and, you know, they were out there beating up the hurt business. But in the end, they ended up all getting the asses kicked by Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre. And Keith Lee when they uh, did a Tope Con Hero over the over the road. Um, to me, I think they need to up their ante a little bit. They need to start doing something different. I think Retribution needs to start attacking more of the women. Um, they need to. If the whole point is to get back at the man in WWE because they've been cast aside, they're they're not really doing a good job of it. They're kind of just like we're gonna mess with you guys in the beginning of the three hours, and then we're just gonna like hang out and catering for a bit. And then at the end of the three hours, we're going to flicker the lights and then we're going to come out and beat some people up and start jumping around like angsty teens, cheering each other on. And then that's just the end of it. So, like, I, I was really excited for them. But again, like, you're not showing me any reason to want to get behind you because I don't know why you're there. And then you're doing these, like, weird, what pad poetic 
essay speeches about the lights and and come it's just it's weird and i don't i'm starting not to like it so they need to do something to grab my interest or they're they're going to be dead in the water fairly soon completely agree yeah they just they just need to get it together on that aspect um so obviously so Raw Underground, Raw Underground, in my opinion, should be the last hour. If they want to heighten up ratings, that needs to be the last hour. That was the only thing that entertained me on Monday. That's the only thing that enter- entertains quite a few people on Monday. So I don't understand. So honestly, if I was W, I would have made, I would make that, just made that a solid last, I don't know, 40, or at least I'll make it the most most of the last hour and like if there's you know if there's a main event like that needs to happen sure like they would get like the last 15 and 20 minutes what like the raw main event but if there isn't anything that needs to be going on then i would just they would just get the last like actual hour that would make sense to me i would be more entertained if they did that shit yeah i was thinking like give them like if you, if they don't want to give them an hour, at least give them thirty minutes uninterrupted. So like I don't want to see like a quick one and a half minute match with like three hundred camera cuts, and then you go to a wrestling thing, and then you go back to underground for like another two minute segment, and then you go back to wrestling, and then you get like maybe two or three underground matches. If you can like carve out a time of like like maybe thirty minutes for them, and then just have it structured where it's like you like announce these matches um, and let them, let them go at it, let them do their thing. And that's another good way you can help build, you know, people's interest in the roster because they're seeing these, like, what's his name? Yabba Dabba Doo, Yabba Cabba Cabbage. I don't know. I just can't pronounce his name. Yeah. Like he could be something really interesting that I would love to watch, but it's just like, he comes in, at weird times sometimes like you'll have one match and then out of nowhere he'll just like come in and then like choke him out and then that's it and then that's the second part of underground and then we go back to our regular regular scheduled programming so i think like if you want people to get invested in it you need more time into raw underground so carve them out like a 30 minute uninterrupted segment of raw underground and sorry you can actually start putting storylines in there too that you can eventually move over to like actual raw on like maybe have like a raw underground on a pay-per-view where it's like it's a pay-per-view raw underground match or something yeah um you could get feuds started in raw underground too that would be a great way to start some feuds yeah, because like, for a second I thought Yabba Dabba and Kevin Owens were going to have something because Kevin Owens had that little uh, promo segment on Raw, uh, Raw Talk, but then nothing nothing came of it. Because they don't know what they're doing. Let's like, talk about... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, they have all the tools necessary. They're just not doing it like raw underground could really be a really dope thing and they're, they're just not doing it bring some big booty bitches dancers that's what i would do bring the dancers back but make sure they have rhythm this time seriously yeah. hire faye jackson hire actual dan- dancers or just hire people. faye jackson 
all that too. We love Faye here at the show. She yes. she's awesome and she can do everything. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty awesome. Um, and then we're coming up on Impact, which I I watched most of it. Um, I should not watch things when I have to work in the morning because I get exhausted. Um, did you guys watch Impact or I was the only one who watched it? I don't get. I, I, I did, did not watch it. I depend on clips from YouTube and Instagram because my TV doesn't want to pick up whatever wherever Impact's on now. They need a if they're getting as good as they need to, they need to come back to cable, man. Yeah, they need to move it back to cable. No, I, I've heard Impact's getting really good. Uh, they're doing a wedding angle with Rosemary, Johnny Bravo, and Taya Valkyrie. I was like, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> we wanted we want to do that with Rosemary and Taya. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but no, I'm, I want to watch Impact. It's, Nicole keeps telling me how good it is, and I'm like, I actually feel like I'm missing good wrestling right now. It's so good, especially everything with like um, Eric Young and like Motor City Machine Guns, and it's just like. She's really good. And like, um, I'm just all like I'm always super impressed by D- even more and more by Deanna Prazo. Each week she's there. I know everyone likes to talk about how um losing oh that's my hairnet. Um how losing like Miro and other people during like this mass layoff has like really like is really like just a miss like a misfire on WWE's part. Uh, to me, this is their greatest misfire Definitely. is them losing Diana. I agree with that. She's really- honestly they could have gotten rid of Chelsea Green and kept Diana. They could have gotten rid of everyone else. No, him uh, and Leo. I'm, honestly, I would have kept Leo and I would have kept Deanna. And I would have tried to cut losses other places. Well, Leo, Leo's Leo's doing a lot on the entertainment side. So I think, so he's, he doesn't kind of, I don't count him. Actually, I won't count him because he's doing other stuff. So I agree. And with he's you. doing fine. Yeah. But um, Deanna, yeah, I would have got rid of t- at least five other people before I got rid of Deanna. I would have got rid of Chelsea Green. I would have got rid of because uh, she would have just went to AEW with Ryder anyway. Or I don't, I don't, I call him Ryder. I don't, what, what name is he going under in AEW now? I want to make Matt Cardona, his actual name. Okay. I'm just calling, call, going to call him Matt. She could have went with Matt to AEW. Like, do we really need Vanessa and Aaliyah in NXT at this point? Like, they're about to surpass Dawkins' tenure at NXT. Oh, jeez. The thing about it is, Aaliyah reportedly's been called up, but they just haven't been using her. Not Aaliyah, uh, Vanessa. Why? I. Same thing with Chelsea Green. She's been called up too, but they haven't. They haven't been using them. They just been on, on main event. But yes, but Impact was really good. Um, further the storyline. So um, Rich Swan, 
despite being quote-unquote injured, and I use that very loosely, um, will um, fight Eric Young for the Impact World Championship at Bound for Glory. Coming up, um, Kylie Ray is also going to be fighting um, for the Impact Women's Championship. And obviously, like, further, um, the main event was really good. It was North. Was it the North? It was just a big tag team hoo-ha, and it was fantastic. Um, Trey Miguel also beat TJP, which is yeah. I enjoyed on so many levels for very obvious reasons. <laughs> and um, Kylie Ray and then Susie, or that's what she's calling herself right now, have, like, this really awkward partnership and it's awkward because it's like you know who like Sue Young is like it's like you keep thinking like okay when is she going to go back um they also started kind of teasing that she's going to be coming back eventually soon yep she's been kind of flickering back and forth between personas there yeah she's been um flickering back and then also um R- Rosemary is trying to is going who is she getting married to is it Johnny Bravo I don't know some somebody some some jackass she's getting married to and she was going trying to go to Havoc to you know be like hey I need you because I want to raise up old girl back from how she was and then Havoc was like no I'm not down for that for obvious reasons I'm not going through that shit again Oh, and then also, I just have to mention this because it's just so outlandish, but freaking Katie Forbes' submission on Kimberly. Completely insane. Completely insane. And that's all I need to say. Um, And then we have... AEW and NXT that are back on the same days again. So I watched NXT. Oh, before we start about NXT, there is something I want want to touch on on Raw that Janae was really all over the moon for. Um, After... Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio part 3,725 this time in a stage. Uh, Aaliyah, Ray's daughter, was getting in the cage and she, as Janae put it, so tenderly touched Buddy Murphy's arm. Yes, she did. Now, at that point, our friend Kenny was ready to jump through the TV, which is absolutely funny because she loves <laughs> But she just, she's generally, lovingly touched his arm. And ever since then, Janae is writing her own telenovela about the forbidden lovers that is Aaliyah Mysterio and Buddy Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about well, he just was, needs to leave Seth Rollins. Yeah. And the thing about it, too, is I feel like there, I feel like there might have been something to it just because he didn't have to do that. And they didn't have to focus on that. She could have just walked up there because, again, like, Dominic was get, got his, was getting his ass kicked and he lost. So she didn't have to stop to take the time out to, like, touch his arm and rub it. She could have just, like, stopped there and looked at him and be like, are you okay? But she was, like, being very nice about it. 
So to me, it just feels like that was purposely put in. So I'm just like, what if they're going for not even a, a, a jilted lovers, not even a lover, not jilted, a lover storyline, but more like maybe she's going to be like a good friend to him and kind of make him realize because Buddy has Stockholm syndrome. All the things that um, Seth has done to him, he keeps coming back to try to help and like appease him to be like, I'm a good boy. So I feel like maybe they might major use her. daddy issues. Yeah, major daddy issues. And maybe they're going to use her just to like kind of get him to realize you don't need um, Seth Rollins. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past if there was a storyline where they're running Ray and Dominic and Seth Rollins 2.3 million, 4.5. And there is a point where Seth Rollins is like going towards Aaliyah. And they've already had interactions in between uh, Raw with each other in a very friendly way. And then he goes and attacks Seth Rollins. And then that's how you set up Seth Rollins versus Buddy Murphy. Because I'm pretty sure, because Seth, because uh, Becky's due to have her baby, I believe in December. Um, I believe, I want to say, Seth's going to be gone after Hell in a Cell. He, he might last till Survivor Series. Because then um, if McIntyre holds, and I'm going to say this now before Tiff comes on because she'll get mad at me, but if McIntyre is still champ by the time Survivor Series rolls around, I really think, I know the, he'll either, he'll either leave after, he'll leave after Survivor Series or the beginning of December because I have this feeling, as much as I don't want to say it, I have this feeling that Seth is not going He's going, even though we know he's not going to win, he's going to get back into the title picture here in a little bit. I have a feeling they're going to do that. I hope not. Well, he's not going to win. And honestly, I can't believe I'm capping for this, but. Hmm. I mean. Has he faced him for the championship yet? No. The only feuds that McIntyre has had is Dolph. No, uh, he yes, Seth Rollins and uh, and McIntyre had a had a match for the belt. When? When? Um, it was earlier. I gotta let me look it up. But they did have um a a, a title thing because I remember people were upset that um. McIntyre was facing Seth because they're just like, why is Seth facing McIntyre? No, I know they had money. That- in the, it was Money in the Bank. Was I it, don't remember that. Was it no Money in the Bank? Is the rematch was wait? It was Money was, in the Bank. No, Money in the Bank was was Orton. Him and Orton. Seth, because I think Money in the Bank. No, that was Extreme Rules. Yeah, Money in the Bank with Seth Rollins. And uh, Drew McIntyre. Because remember, they had the contracts. Uh, they had the contract mm-hmm. signing, too. And he slammed Seth Rollins' uh, face into the table. Because no. he said that um, he said that Seth Rollins was full of shit, basically. This is, like, right when he was getting into his, um, his uh, what do you, the Messiah thing. This was before they changed his music. It was um, before that. And a lot of people were upset because they were just like, really? Seth Rollins like why would you put him into the whole title shot because before that Seth Rollins faced uh Kevin Owens and then he got put into the match with Drew McIntyre and then Drew McIntyre beat him 
she's right. It's money in the bank. Wow. Um, that, I guess that shows I wasn't paying much attention. No, sorry, Drew. It's not you, sweetheart. Trust me. Uh, but no, I just have this feeling that if they're going to write Seth off properly, they're either, they either got to put the kibosh into this Mysterio storyline or they need to have him. Go, if Drew is still, it could be like the Monday after Survivor Series and then they could write Seth off because you know they're going to need Seth for Survivor Series. Yeah. They only got X amount of big people they can use for the Raw's men team. I'm really, I'm really kind of curious on how they're going to do Survivor Series this year. But I guess we'll have to wait a couple months. But yeah, they they're not letting Seth go until after. They're not letting him go. After. Yeah, well, according to uh, John Alba, everybody should follow him. He's really good with wrestling news, and he won an Emmy for being a sports journalist. Um, Brad. Apparently, the WWE are also looking into finding an outdoor venue. Um, in a way to where they could have fans just in case Amway says, yes, we'll resign the contract, but no, we still don't want fans in our building. So they are looking for some sort of outdoor venue um, to possibly have that because I having the safety of wrestlers is their number one concern, but they do want to have fans in the building. They love the Thunderdome idea. They, they like the concept of it, um, but they feel like it would help more for viewership if they had physical bodies um, in the seat. And they've been seeing how AEW has done it. Um, so, and they know for a fact, like, so AEW is using Daly's Place. Daly's Place is not that big. So that's why you see, I think it's like 175, to about 200 fans spread out within uh, safety, um, the six feet safety thing or with like your family or whatever. And the WWE knows that they could possibly book a bigger outside arena to where if they can successfully uh, do the safety precautions right. And I believe it's a certain percentage of how much the arena in general can hold. They could possibly have a couple of hundred um, fans in their little outdoor venue. So that's another little thing they're looking into if Amway won't let them um have fans and I mean it might not happen they may not be able to find one but it's just like a well we'll look into it and see if this is something reasonable that we can do hmm. I was meaning more along the lines of who are they going to use because that hopefully let us pray that no one gets injured because the only people I see being on that men's team that's not McIntyre because you know he's going to go up against Roman at uh <laughs> We'll get into that in a second. But, like, the only people they have for that team right now are Seth, Randy, and Keith Lee. They're going to have to find two other dudes on Raw. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, even though I'm not too fond of it, Dolph Ziggler might be on the team. Um, you have they're, – they're doing really good things with the Hurt Business, and if they can, like, keep doing really good things – I wouldn't be surprised if you see Cedric or Shelton in there because I'm pretty sure they're going to have Bobby Lashley put his title on the line against um, the whoever's I camp. Yeah, I see. And, and, and I'm pretty sure NXT is going to be in it too. So probably the North American title if they don't have something separate for that. 
you know what's going to be really sad? When it comes down to the tag team Survivor Series match, ain't going to be no tag teams, man. It's probably going to be Street Profits versus Breezango versus either Cesaro and Shinsuke, or if there's another team that's coming back and they take the titles off of them. Well, rumor is Forgotten Sons are coming to SmackDown minus Jason Riker. Well, they don't know. They don't. They don't know yet. They're just trying to have plans for Forgotten Sons in general to come back, but nobody knows if it's going to include um, Jackson Riker or not. My thing is, you can bring him back. Just don't bring back uh, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring back the other dude because um, if they're <laughs> this is, and then we'll move back to what we were talking about. But um, if WWE is smart. Which they're not, but uh, let's just say an alternate universe. Uh, they need to they need to worry that certain wrestlers are going to have uh, certain reactions to the crowd, and it's not like just people booing Roman. I mean, people like Patrick, Fury, uh, Riker. They're going to get certain chants, certain reactions, and, you know, there's going to be that one drunk asshole who thinks he can take on a pro wrestler, and, uh, yeah, shit, shit won't be good. I mean, I will literally specifically go to a fucking NXT so I can start a a pedo chant. I'd be right there. (laughs) Yes. I'll meet you there and be like, let's do this. Like, I don't care. I know I would get removed, but it'd be (laughs) worth it. Because the thing about it is they're incredibly lucky right now because of all this happened while they had people in the actual crowd. You know when Dream coming out, he would get chance oh. right off the bat. Jackson Riker coming yeah. out, I guess, depending on where you're at in the U.S. Where in America your, you're at. Yeah, yeah, where you're at in America, like, he would get chance, too. So, like, somewhere, like, in the South, he probably might not get chance. He might get, like, America chance. But somewhere where it's, like, progressive and there's actually smart people um he they would he would definitely be getting races like you're a racist champ so we all know wwe i mean they don't hide the fact that vince and 45 are good friends but um you know what this kind of goes back to what we were what i've been saying before they're trying to become a family friendly company like bring your kids you know um before, because before it wasn't like that, but it's like, would you, is that the kind of people that you want to bring if you're sitting here like, hey, families, bring your kids, bring the wives, bring the girlfriends, bring the boyfriends, bring the husbands, bring whatever, and then this one dude comes out, and then all of a sudden it's like, because if they're not going to fight him, you know there's going to be two people in the audience that's going to start a fight. And I'm all I'm all down for a fight, but like, Oh, God, could you imagine if this had happened, like, the speaking out movement had happened while not in quarantine, and they didn't get rid of half those people super fast, the chance they would have gotten? Mm-hmm. They got got incredibly lucky. Nicole, I'll let you know if there's ever an NXT show in wherever, or we'll just meet down in Florida and we'll just go probably get kicked out of the performance center, but it'd be fucking worth it, though. Yeah. 
I don't think I don't know if they're gonna come to Toledo anytime soon because I don't know. Also, I want to know where TJ parked. But like TJ and like some and like two other people's got their car round cars broken into. Oh shit. And carjacked when they were in Toledo. But I was like I was like, where did you park your car at in Toledo? Is the question. Because if that was over by the Huntington Center, it shouldn't have been that bad. It's it's not bad over there. It's right smack in the middle of downtown. So that's why I'm like and also, it's like, did you get a normal rental car or did you get like an overly nice one for no reason as well? You know, he probably got an overly nice one. Yeah, so that was also my thing. But uh, we can move back on to Wednesday. So this is the first time, I think, a month, a little over a month, that both NXT and AEW were on the same night. So... Oh. Which one did you guys watch, or did you watch both? I unfortunately watched AEW, but um, I did watch, as much as I love Jurassic Express, I just couldn't take them, seeing them wrestle the young fucks anymore, and um, that's my new nickname for them, and I, I switched it over, and I caught the Io Shirai and uh, Shotzi Blackheart match, and that made me weep because nothing that AEW's done has compared to that. And I'm going to need Shotzi and EO to, like, go at it again. Um, I watched I watched NXT majorly, but I was going back and watching uh, bits of AEW. Like, if there was something on NXT that I really didn't care for, I'd go to AEW and uh, see, what they were, see what they were doing. So much. You know, I have my uh, qualms. About. And the thing about it is, I don't want people to think that I hate AEW, because I don't hate them. I just real, really, really would wish people would get the AEW dick out their butthole and just, like, realize, yes, they are a new company. Yes, they're, they're not this, like, all-seeing-eye god of wrestling right now that our people are making them out to be. But that's just Not they got impact around and... I just, and poor NWA, speaking of NWA, uh, Wade Barrett signed a one-year contract for NXT that he said he, obviously, if things continue to go really well, and he's really enjoying himself, and then he said he possibly would want to stay on for longer. Mm. And I'm like, God damn. I was like, like, NWA is, I see you need it. But also, they had a lot of things that they really needed to work on. So, obviously, losing um, David, Marcus, Sarah, that fucking dick, and just everything going on. They have, like, a lot they need to take care of, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, at least Thunder Rosa is getting on TV. But also, they need to be um, careful with that because you don't want her to enjoy it too much and that she wants to go over there. Well... <laughs> Well, let's talk about Thunder Rosa real quick. And I was just thinking about all the guys from NWA who are now at AEW, Ricky Starr, Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana was like one of the first guys. I'm like, what the fuck's Colt Cabana doing over here? Eddie Kingston. Um, Who? Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston came over. Um, 
Why do I feel like we're missing somebody? There's probably at least one other person we're missing. I can't remember right now. So there was a big kerfuffle. I think I used the right word of um of a match that that took place between Thunder Rosa, which I just have to say, where they say she's from, the graveyards of Tijuana, Mexico, just speaks to my spooky soul so goddamn much. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, So she had, time to get serious, Alexis. She had a match with Ivalice. We've talked about Ivalice before. We're not going to spend any more time on her than we already have. And apparently there is a big cock-up that happened. Uh, Stories broke that both women kind (sighs) of... Okay, this is how the timeline went. First they said it was a shoot because Thunder Rosa is known to work stiff and so is Ivalice. Thunder Rosa also trains to be in MMA, so she does do the stiff shots every once in a while. But they're sitting here saying that there was a there was an actual shoot fight that broke out. For those of you who don't know what shoot means, a shoot means wrestlers going off script. Like if say for example, if me and Janae are wrestling and I accidentally I don't know. I accidentally kick when I should have punched. Janae gets pissed, and all of a sudden she like just cold clocks me for no reason. I get pissed, and the next thing you know, we are legit fighting, fighting. That's a shoot. But then AEW is coming out saying, "Oh, it wasn't a shoot. They just, you know, they're just stiff workers." Blah blah blah. And people are like, "No." No, there's a lot of controversy going on between these two women. Uh, Ivalice has also been kind of called out on her shit for a match that happened on AEW Dark, which I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched Dark in a couple months. I don't watch Dark on there because anybody who is Dark always ends up losing on it, so there's no point. Yeah. If you have, like, Penelope Ford going up against some woman you never heard of, who do you think's going to win? Yeah. You can only do it for so long. Um, there was a match with Thunder Rose, or not Thunder Rose, there was a match with Ivalice, and how do you pronounce this chick's name? Rochelle like, Chanel or something like that? Rochelle Chanel. Yeah. It rhymes. I don't. I don't know. Um, if you guys have watched AEW Dark, and I don't think she's been on Dynamite. She's she's been on Dark mostly. This girl cannot wrestle. I'm sorry. She needs to go back to whatever training school she came from and either needs to get her money back or she needs to get trained again because she is horrible. Um, she botched so bad. It was so noticeable. And I will give who was on. I'll give Excalibur a little bit of a leeway, like the foot's not completely off the face yet, but I'm going to at least, you know, get off his forehead a little bit. Um, He tried, he covered it up, which I'm like, okay, cool. So that happened. She botched three times in a row. And it's not like, you know, 
sometimes accidents happen. No, it's just like she she's horrible. Um, and then people are accusing Ivelisse of starting to get, you know, uh, shoot with her, starting to throw harder punches. Honestly, it's just a big mess. Um, Ivelisse is known to be problematic. A lot of people don't like her because she's problematic. But what do you guys think? Do you think it was just the way because both of them wrestle really, really hard? Or is it just Ivelisse being a bitch again? Um, I'm going to. So here's the, the, the thing with the excuses. One of them was, oh, well, during that time, it was PIP. And what, what people may not know is PIP means picture in pictures when they have the match on one side of the screen and they're running a commercial on the other side of the screen. And a lot of AEW fans that I saw were like, oh, well, she thought it, maybe she thought it was a picture in picture. So, you know, she didn't think anybody was watching. And I came back and said, that's not an excuse because they were still in front of fans. So she still needed to perform for the fans that were in the, the, the not the arena, but in Davies place. So that's um, not an excuse. Um, Honestly, I think it just came down to the point where Evelisa has an issue of taking orders from someone that's not her. Um, Brian Alvarez from the wrestling world, whatever. Anyways, um, he was saying that he talked to people in the back from AEW and they said, no, there was no problems like Alexis was saying. But if you go over to Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful, who reported it, he said he talked to people in the back and they said differently. And he also got in contact with Evelisa and Thunder Rosa themselves. And both of them said that they felt the other was being very uncooperative in the ring. Evelisa thought that Thunder Rosa was trying to lead when Evelisa felt like she should be the one leading. Thunder Rosa was saying that she's from NWA. She doesn't want to have NWA look bad. Take that for what you will. I'm on the side to believe. Sean Ross Sapp, just for the simple fact, he actually reached out and talked to the two female wrestlers that were in the match and got what they had to say. Um, so I don't know, maybe AW was trying to give Brian the everything's hunky dory, but it literally was, you can tell that Evelise was not happy about something. She literally did not sell. You can see the attitude on her face. And me personally, I don't care if you thought the cameras were off. You still had fans inside of the, the arena. You need to perform for them. Um, me, personally, I don't think she's worth the trouble to sign her. They don't need to sign her. Um, it's not worth it. You have the, a locker room of women that you don't use for one, and you have the ability to go outside of your own organization and pick up indie wrestlers who are just as good Evelise, who are better than Evelise, who will actually sell the move and not get mad and upset when someone's trying to take a leap to help them and would love to be on TV, especially on Dynamite. They have that ability to do that. So for them to go and start picking certain people that are problematic, it's, it's not, for me, it's not a good thing at all. Hmm. Nicole, yeah, she's, she's, I mean, the thing with Ivelisse and 
Eva Lise has had issues like this for years now. She's not well liked almost anywhere. Um, she is has been known to get mad if she is not happy with her looking. She will no sell to her fucking heart's content. That is something that has been commented on, like, again, for a very long time now, so it's not something I'm horribly surprised by it. I just think it's, it's like, bitch, you're too old for that. Be fucking professional. It's not that fucking serious. Just do your job. And I hate telling wrestlers that, but this is, like, in this instance, like, come on now. Just, like, do your job. This, this, all this wasn't necessary. It's like, you're just being a fucking baby. True. Ugh, God, she's just such an unbearable person. Trash, literally. Yeah, Eva Lise is is nothing new when it comes to like the list of problematic wrestlers that we as wrestling fans need to kick out altogether and have nothing to do with them anymore. I think I think she just needs to be grateful that she can find employment because isn't she like Tessa Blanchard? Like she's banned from going to Japan because of some shit she pulled when she was up there or something like that. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. I just think, you know, just grow the fuck up, Ivelisse. That's what we're just basically saying at the end of the day. Um, besides that, nothing really Hang on a sec, sorry. Nothing really major or at least exciting happened to me on uh, AEW Dark or AEW Dynamite, AEW in general. Um, Here's something that pissed you off, that would piss you off. So Matt Hardy, who should be at home resting after falling 15 fucking feet from the goddamn ground, he uh, showed up and got attacked by Jericho with a baseball bat. Of course. And I'm like, this didn't they just come out and say that Matt has a fucking concussion? It's like you come out and like last week, last week he comes out and he apologizes to people or he apologizes to the fans. And I'm like, Matt, you have no reason to apologize to us at fucking all. And then he should be home resting. Instead, he's there, and then Jericho just wallops him with a baseball bat. And I'm just like, what the fuck point of this is this, then? This is some bullshit. Like, like my my thing is, and maybe you guys can correct me because I haven't been watching WWE, um, but if someone in WWE fell 15 feet, looked out of it, I don't even think they would have them. They would even have them back that quickly. They'd be gone for a while. And they, even if they did bring them back, it would be maybe to be to commentate. But they wouldn't put them in a in a storyline where they got beat up, even if it wasn't a concussion and they just got their brains rattled. WWE be like, nah, son, we're we gonna sit you out for a couple of weeks. Because the thing about it is, Matt Hardy said when he came out and did his speech that he was gonna go home and rest up because he was not clear to wrestle. And I get it. He wasn't clear to wrestle. But my thing is, if you're not clear to wrestle, just don't, you don't need to be there. They have a big enough overbloated roster to begin with. 
they they don't they don't need you there and it's just like Jericho and Hager are a tag team for whatever reason so why are they attacking Matt Hardy shouldn't they be going after a private party uh or another tag team there so why why Matt Hardy feels like you guys just put him on there just to put him on there to be like hey guys look he's fine he's in a storyline where you got a bat to the knee just I don't get the inner circle why they're forming two tag teams now I'm not see I say I'm not entertained but it took me a while to get into AEW this weekend or this week and then they had an actual parking lot fight and this was the first time AEW has done hardcore correctly it was actually really good um a lot of people i saw were finally like saying that best friends weren't more than just a gimmick that or they were stupid like they actually saw them as legit wrestlers which i'm like you you guys should have been seeing them like that for a while now match is really good um i really suggest watching it all i'm going to say is that i am like trent's mom I will roll up in my van after my kid gets done whooping your ass and then flick you off as I drive off. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but AEW, like, out of two hours, that was the only, like, interesting part that kept me glued to it. And uh, I was just, um, I was over it. By, like, 9 o'clock, I was over everything. <laughs> Oh, it was just a lot. NXT was weird. I honestly, I did not really like NXT that much, to be completely honest. Um, the only things that I really got enjoyment from was both women's match matches. Um, Shotzi and um, Io were amazing, and I wanted to see them in like a title in a title bout, um, but yeah, it just made, shot, literally just made her look like a star, and also, um, Wade did, like, a really good job putting her over on a commentary, mm-hmm. like, a really, and, like, giving her, like, more, like, credibility, like, he just did, like, a really good job with that, um, Casey and Kaden, uh, once the Riot Squad, or whatever they're gonna call themselves again, after them, they need to become the new tag champs. Like, their tag team wrestling is so good. It's really works for the both of them. It's very cohesive. Um, and also, according to com- commentary, um, they have been training with the Dudleys mm. to learn more tag team wrestling, and that completely showed up 100% on Wednesday. So, like, I literally want to see them wrestle every week. I am sad about Xia Li. I want to know what they're they're doing with her. I feel like they need to do something with her. But I think they don't know what. I honestly would make her a fucking heel. Or something. That's what I kind of felt like they were kind of doing. Because when they were all shaking hands, Xia Li was like, Nah, I just lost. Why would I? Nah, and she just like yeah. They away. need to make her feel. She needs. She needs some. She needs to get shaken up a little bit. Um, and then the match with Timmy Thatcher and Damian Priest, and I really like that. But other than those three matches, I did not like NXT. Wrestling yeah. is seemed all. Oh. SmackDown was not entertaining to me at all. 
I liked certain parts of SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't, like, something really, like, oh, man, SmackDown was great. It just seemed like the run-of-the-mill SmackDown. Like, it it was just like, oh, okay, it was it was okay. Um, no, the thing about SmackDown that I I didn't like, and if you guys heard me gripe about this, I don't need to see Cesaro versus some form of Lucha House Party every single week. Cesaro alone has faced Lucha House Party in some form of singles competition five times since August 5th. And that's not even counting Nakamura. Five times. The only other time they faced uh, other people was when they uh, faced the Street Profits on Raw. And that's my gripe with the WWE is how they run certain things into the ground. Like they ran Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black into the ground. Apollo Crews, um, the last 11 matches, or more than that now, I think it's like 13 14, maybe even 15 matches since he has came back when he debuted on Raw have all been against the Hurt Business in some sort of way. It was either Shelton, MVP, uh, Bobby Lashley, or in some kind of tag team combination it has all been the Hurt Business, besides the very beginning when it was he was facing Andrade or uh, to get the title off of him. So it's just like, and then again, you have Seth Rollins and Dominic times 30 million. On this upcoming Raw, we're getting Dominic and Humberto Carrillo versus Andrade and Garza versus Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. So you have two tag teams that have issues, and then you have a tag team that is just a newly formed tag team they put together. And that's one of my gripes, especially with SmackDown. I was just like, so we're doing Cesaro again versus Lucha House Party. They keep doing that, and I can see why people get tired of watching it. Because it's like, well, I saw this match last week. So what are we doing this week that's going to be any different from the previous five matches that you've had with him? So that was one of the things on SmackDown um, I was not happy about. This is a little nitpicky. The Samoan fight was fun. But to me, when I hear of Samoan street fight, especially after that AEW street fight, to me, it was just a no disqualifications match. That's all that match was to me. Like, I was thinking they were going to go to the outside of the arena, like, in the back. But they, they kept it in the ring. So I'm just like, this is this is just a, this no disqualification match. It's not really a street fight match um, to me. It was fun, but I was just like, ah, whatever. Um, the Bailey-Sasha segment, at first I was just, like, annoyed because she's, like, bobbling her neck back and forth. And it's like, you have a, quote-unquote, kayfabe pinch nerve in your neck. You shouldn't be moving your head like that so much. You're giving these these tears about you're nothing without me. And the only reason why I liked that segment is because Bailey came in and Molly whopped her ass with the chair to the back. To me, like Bailey for me saved that segment because I was just like, girl, like I want you to come out and be like, yeah, I was eyeing your title. Actually, you you got to me before I got to you, but that's okay because I'm gonna take the title from you because I feel like I'm a better champion. Something. Um, the match with uh, Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross was okay. I like the fact that Lacey Evans pulled out the bottle of sanitizer and was sanitizing her hands 
and everything else before she got in the ring. The one thing I didn't like about that, and which I posted, I posted it on Twitter, is when Lacey Evans rubbed sanitizer in Nikki Cross's face and basically in her mouth, Nikki Cross basically no sold that. Because I'm just like, you have alcohol in your eyes. You you no sold it. And then on top of that, the ref didn't call for a DQ because that's an obvious DQ. Even Michael Cole was like, isn't that a DQ? What like what's what's going on? That's a blatant DQ, and the ref did not call for it. I was thinking that too, because I'm just like the ref is seeing you do it. That that's what took me out, and I'm just like I I used to roll hard for Lacey, and now I'm just like I don't know what you're doing. You're boring me. And then with Nikki, it's just like what the what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, you know it's bad when the commentators break a fave, but they're like, wait, isn't that a disqualification? Yeah. yeah. It's just a like, mess. Like, that's a disqualification. Like, you as a ref picked up the bottle of sanitizer and moved it out of the ring. You were yelling at her not to do it as she rubbed sanitizer in her face, I believe, like, twice. Like, you pumped it in your hand, rubbed it in her face and I believe you pumped it in your hand and the and the ref didn't even bother to take it out of her hand and I'm just like that's a blatant disqualification and on top of that don't get me wrong I like Nikki Cross but why are we doing Nikki Cross versus Bailey times 3.2 million again when Naomi beat Bailey clean a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. beat her clean but yet Naomi but, but yet Nikki's the one who's getting another title shot in which she's not, she's, I don't think she's winning. She's not going to win that match unless they have something where Sasha comes out and messes it up. But from what I've been hearing, the whole Bailey and Sasha thing, as of right now, they're going to center it around that SmackDown title. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. why not Naomi? Like you could have her and Naomi run a program or something. And so I'm just like, it was, uh- the match was funny. And I love uh, Bliss's uh, sister Abigail on Lacey Evans after Lacey was like, who are you, the fiend? And she was calling Michael Cole four eyes. I love the savage comment basically calling Lacey a Karen by Bliss. But I'm just like, again, it's this repetitive nature that the WWE has where they keep running the same matches. And then you wonder why, like, well, you don't wonder why. You're like, well, this is why you're losing viewers because you're basically running the same show from last week. I just, it's gonna, but this is the fourth time Cross is going up against Bailey. The only way that I can see this make this entertaining is that Sasha comes out, causes Bailey to lose the title to Cross, and then they feud over that. But it's just like, what, 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 what is this? Because like with SmackDown, it's like. Miz and Morrison opened the show. They had that thing going on with Otis. Now they're trying to sue Otis. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. It's not even funny. It's just dumb. Um, Then it's just like, I don't know. The only good part of SmackDown for me was when uh, Big E whooped the shit out of half those security people in the back. Like, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Place for me. That I, was. I can't. I take. I can't take Baron Corbin 
in fucking any more main events on SmackDown. I'm tired. And my thing, too, is they're running back to Big E versus Sheamus, so that's not over. You know they're going to run back to Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin attacked Matt Riddle, so it's not over. My thing is, why aren't Otis, why isn't Heavy Machinery in having a storyline with the tag champs? Like, they could have ran a Nakamura and Cesaro Lucha House party for the tag titles on, like, a, I don't know, a SmackDown TV show. And then put them in a program with, you know, Otis and Tucker. Like, we keep getting, again, we're, we're getting the same the same thing over and, and over and over again. I'm excited for the ladder match between um, Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy, and um, AJ Styles um, and Mr. Hippie Man. I'm happy yeah. for, <laughs> I'm happy I'm happy we're getting a ladder match. I'm excited about that. But it's just like, again, SmackDown was okay. It was nothing to be like, that was a dope SmackDown. That was really awesome. Which is really sad because when you like when you think about it, um, the last time we reported or the last episode we did, I was like seeing races of SmackDown, like saying that this was a pay-per-view grade show, like this should be like a whole show like you remember when they would just do smackdown and raw pay-per-views if they were if that was the go home show for smackdown pay-per-view i would have not been mad like i'm like that is how a go home show is supposed to be not a snore fest and it's just like they i actually didn't mind smackdown too much I, I just Certain can't. parts of it was was fu- was boring as fuck. Any that whole thing with like the dirt sheet was like just terrible. Was, like literally just terrible. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it, like I said, it was okay. Like, so Miz is basically talking shit about Mandy, saying that she's basically going to be sleeping around with the men on Raw. Otis is so upset. He's so angry. He comes out. Puts his lunchbox, the money in the big lunchbox and briefcase down, does a couple of stompy stomps, picks it back up, and then runs down to the ring again. You're so mad. It's the same thing with when Rhea Ripley, when Bianca Belair was getting her ass kicked by Charlotte, Rhea Ripley had to do her foot stomp before she went in for the save. And it's just like <laughs> things like that. It's just like if if someone is basically saying your girl's going to be a hoe somewhere, I'm not going to come out and stomp around and put my lunchbox and everything down. I'm going straight to the ring and I'm whooping your ass. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I was just like, that wasn't, honestly, I'm not a fan of the dirt sheet. I, I don't find it funny at all. Um, it, it's just, their jokes are just, they're not, they're not hitting. I know Miz can do better. I've seen promos from him, especially when he was going up against the fiend. Like I seen all that. I just, I don't like the dirt sheet. It's, it's not, it's not funny. Taya, I'm going to need you to come get your husband and tell him to stop acting like a fool. And I'm I'm so pissed that Morrison's been back for – you guys believe this? Morrison has been back for almost a damn year, and they've had him running with The Miz for that, that long. Ugh, it's so sad. It's disgusting. It and was okay at first because it was understandable because you could tell how casual, like, that first audience was. They are like, huh? Like, they were so confused. Well, I mean, they've done nothing with them. So now they're basically yeah. these 40-year-old some-odd men 
are picking on this dude because they want his money in the bank briefcase, which if you think about it, we're in October. So, well, let's say we're September. Sorry. Quarantine's got me all fucked up. So October, November, December, January's Royal Rumble. February is what show? Is February? No, February is. Is a Royal Rumble February? No, Royal Rumble's January. Royal oh, Rumble's okay. January. Okay. So Money in the Bank does does that happen before or after after Mania? Because Money in the it's Bank happens the first. After- it's the first Mania. At, it's the first pay per view after Mania. Okay. So they got just a uh, they got a while, but it's like, are they gonna are they gonna do this till that year is up? Because that contract's good for a year, right? Yep. Okay, I just want to make sure, because you know WWE, they like to pull those little swerves where it's like, oh no, they can cash it in whenever. Meanwhile, you know, Drew McIntyre screaming in the back because of his failed cash in. But um, but no, it's just like they're going to keep going until they're going to be like, oh, wait. So somehow the tag team titles are going to get involved, because I really do think they're going to ha- they're going to have Otis cash in for the tag titles. But I'm like, they need to do that shit now because I'm tired. You got these 40 year old himbos running around. It's not funny. It's like all y'all do is you have your little talk show, you talk shit, and then one of you always ends up getting knocked out because you say or do the wrong thing. And like my thing is I enjoy like I like Miz because I think he's really, really great on on promo. I enjoy Morrison's wrestling style. I think it's really good. I just don't like how they're they they're making him seem like this airhead, and I I can't get behind that. I I don't like it. I it's like you know when you're hanging out with certain people, but you know you can't have other certain people around them because if two people got together who are not supposed to be there, their IQ drops severely, and they both make make each other stupid Mm -hmm. that's the Miz and Morrison like you know and I know Tiff said it where is Tiff I know Tiff said it she's like well Alex she's gonna kill me for doing this well Alexis you have to understand Morrison's from an older generation she's gotta get her ass uh Morrison's from an older generation and you know all the new kids no no I'm like no it's been a year. Granted, Morrison can't do a lot of stuff that he used to do because he's older. And it's all catching up with us. But, like, it, it's just like, he, he, let's just think about this. What was it? Help Elimination Chamber. Who was the one doing all the work in fucking Elimination Chamber? It was Morrison. Yep. Miz, all he did was just get his skinny little ass dragged over. One, two, three. He got the win. Well, it's just like, so we know what Morrison's capable of. Can we see more of him? Like, I'm just, I, I, I like physically get angry anytime I see them on my TV to the point I'm going to, I just, they're like, you know how I call the OC of the sad dad club? Miz and Morrison are like the two uncles who don't want to give up the fact that they're not in their 20s anymore. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. That was just a hard watch. Like when they first start, and then the thing about it too, they're just like, we're gonna do this and prove to you. And that's another thing is when WWE writes these scripts, 
and they put certain things in the script for like wrestlers to say and then it doesn't happen I'm just like so what was the point like you have the dirt shit out there saying they're going to unfold why this wrestler does this we're going to unfold why this wrestler does that and it's just like you got your ass kicked and then you didn't you didn't unfold anything it seems like you were just writing to fill that time slot that you needed to make sure that show goes to its two hours that it needs to go to so i mean like i said the smackdown was okay it wasn't bad by any means but it was just like like nicole was saying there were some hit or misses um the hits were really good hits the misses were just really bad misses I could just watch Biggie beat up security guys like all day, every day. That that was just. I and I mean, it. people got what they wanted. They wanted a more serious Biggie. They didn't want this like New Day funny Biggie. Well, you got your serious Biggie. It proves that he doesn't have to be serious all the time. He can be serious when he needs to be serious. So it's just like he's good, well-rounded. He. I was hoping he threw when he threw him in the trunk. I was hoping he was gonna get in the car after Adam Pierce was like, You need to leave. I was hoping Big E was gonna get in the car and then then actually leave with the dude in the trunk. That was what I was that, looking for. That would have been awesome. That's like some Tarantino shit right there. Again though, I'm just not happy we're about to get Seamus versus Big E again. I don't care for Seamus. I really don't. That whole out that outfit, Jesus Christ. So what they, is up with it? It's okay, like some so, fucking some peaky blinders bullshit. It's so okay. bad. So that that's actually the way that a lot of Irish stereotypes are portrayed in the media. All he's missing is the fucking fingerless gloves and a cigar out of his mouth. Cause it's like, it looks so bad. My husband is Irish, and he saw Seamus's get-up on Friday before he went to bed, and he just looked at it, and he goes, did Seamus change his name to Mickey by any chance? (laughs) And I go, no. And he goes, well, that's what a Mickey looks like. And for all of you who don't know, Mickey is a derogatory return toward Irish people or Mick excuse me and that's kind of how the stereotypes looked back in the day when people were trying to do propaganda against the Irish so I'm a little uncomfortable when I see this on TV (laughs) like uh I want to like you but you're kind of a dick right now please go change your clothes it looked it looks bad really bad that's so bad it concerns me every every time i see it i'm like triggered by it like i'm so triggered by like it's not like i'm some fucking fashionista or anything but it's just sometimes ugh, what i hate no. my cat it's so fucking weird um james can dress himself we've seen it when him and cesaro the bar drink. i honestly but think he like- is dressing himself and that's what really concerns me I think How? I really do think he's dressing himself. God, no. How he just opens his closet every morning. How Irish can I be? How <laughs> <laughs> Irish? Just get the big old 
Celtic Celtic Cross. <laughs> Shit. Oh God, I hate that too. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God, so gross. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need MLW Court. If you can hear this, my friend. Um, I'm gonna need MLW back like in a week because we're all tired of the bullshit that we're being yeah. fed. We need something. Um, Speaking of somewhat bullshit, um, yeah. NXT UK came back this week. <laughs> I watched it. Don't I watched it too. I, I was have, really I upset. Um, I forgot it was only into, an hour. Yeah, before we get into NXT UK, um, I just want to say um, Sid Scala is fucking awful, and I, he should not, along with Theory and Dream, should not work there anymore. Um just to give like a little background, there's a um indie wrestler named Mariah May. I'm glad I got her name right. For some reason I wanna always call her something else. But um she even before the speaking out movement, she has said she didn't name him specifically, but she did talk about like the abuse that she suffered while training and so on. And it was by Sid Scala. And to try to silence her and other victims that were of his abuse, um, he has sent lawyers against them and try to shut them up, basically. So um, if you go to Mar- if you search Mariah May, she'll, I'm pretty sure she'll pop up. Um, she'll pop up pretty quickly. Um, she has a link to her GoFundMe, which is to help her pay for her lawyer fees that she's about to have so she can hopefully come up on the other come up on the right side of during this so um fuck Sid Scala and he looked disgusting which I mean I would look disgusting too if I was like some perv and I know that my shit was gonna get on blasted but I'm being a dick and trying to cover it up so you know fuck him yeah but um, besides that, um, it was actually good. It's weird having to get used used to NXT UK again. I'm just happy we're having more wrestling coming back. I have not, not watched NXT UK yet, but I'm going to just enjoy it when I can because I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm like Janae. I'm just tired. It was loads <laughs> better than fucking regular NXT. And that's actually, I think that's the best. I think that's the best product. WWE product this week was NXT UK. The thing, the thing with NXT UK, I get more of that indie vibe from them, and they're only an hour long show. Yeah, NXT is a two hour show, and it's like when NXT in America first started, they had this indie vibe. The minute they went to, I believe it was USA. You can see little remnants of the main roster slowly creeping in. And I like UK because even with it being an hour-long show, you still have that indie vibe to it. I thought it was a good show. I'm really mad because I love the Galabros. I love their intro music. I just don't like the dude because he's a pervert. Um, so the match he had with, uh, I, I don't know the two guys' names. The one dude that came out, I swear to you, I thought one of the Singh brothers got switched over to the NXT UK. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's that's not one of the Singh brothers. Um, that match went on a little bit too long for my liking. I was just like, just 
hurry up and pin them and get it over with. I did like the fact when all the NXT UK tag teams came out, I was looking at them because they all wanted their title. And then they also had Imperium on the screen as well. So, because I think, I think their tag, um, their tag roster is really good. Um, I like, what's the, the tag team? It's like Webster and, uh, it's a team that where the one dude comes out with those striped pants. Uh, what is their names? Anyway, I can't remember their names, but yeah, I thought that was, thought that match went a little bit too long. Um, uh, I can't remember, it's like Valkyrie and some other, she's like the witch of um, NXT UK. I thought that match was, was, was okay. That was pretty good. Dragonoff scares me a lot. Um, he like, first he came out and I was just like, okay. And then he started doing his thing. And I was like, yeah, you scare me. I'm really surprised about Noam Dar. I remember him on 205 live. Um, and they had a, a really stiff banger of a match. Um, but yeah, Dragonoff scares me. I like his finishing move where he just runs into, he runs into you head first and then he just pins you. So that, that was pretty awesome too. Yeah. That's even I love him. He uh-huh. he bothers me. Um, see, he he does kind of scare me, but I do. I like him a lot too. Him and um, what's that bitch's name? Aofi. 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 Valkyrie. She should honestly just go for Valkyrie, but that's probably like some. It's probably honestly that's probably trademarked by Marvel. She probably can't go by just Valkyrie. Yeah. Actually, yeah. she might be able to. That's a different entertainment avenue. It's, I'm gonna look into that. I think she should just be called Valkyrie. I'm really excited about the Piper Levin and um, Kaylee Ray match, right? Kaylee Ray. Yes. Okay, because I always get the both of them. Yeah, I will say though. Kaylee, she sounds just, she's like a female McIntyre when she talks. Like, I was getting Drew McIntyre promo vibes from her, and I was like, all right, girl, go ahead, do your thing. So I'm really excited about that match. I think that's going to be a really, really good match. I think they're from the same region Mm. in Scotland, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they are. Yeah, NXT UK it was good. It was good. It was it was a refreshing thing to watch, even though it's a WWE product. It was nice and refreshing to watch something different for a while, even though it was only an hour. Which I feel like they should go to two, maybe an hour and a half, because I was like, oh, all we got was I could do a little bit, do a little bit more with some NXT UK. I gotta, I gotta watch NXT UK. But um, anything else happened to any of the shows that? Anything good? Other than Cedric's lumbar check to Ricochet was fantastic. No, I love that move. It's like, it's so, it's so good. Um, Candice LeRae still have has taken the best lumbar check. He flew. Oh my god, she flew. That bitch like flew in outer space. It was amazing. Um like she had but, a rock and also her. just when um and I'll just say this and we can move on to 
at every whatever else we have to talk to, but um, look up Piper and Kaylee Ray's, is it Queen of Destruction? ICW, Queen of Destruction, or Queen of something, and it'll pop up. Type that in on YouTube, and it'll pop. Actually, hold on, because I just watched it, like, the other day. I don't know. Type that in in your YouTube and it'll pop up. It's a hardcore match. Um, Tiffany was actually able to watch it. Really? You remember, That's the one that Tiff sent us. You remember? It was like a while ago, though. Uh, so maybe. I just... Maybe. It's... Dude, my brain can't comprehend what I did yesterday. All I remember is I got my flu shot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's a, it's an amazing match, and I think if you want to get yourself pumped for next week, I think you should watch it. So, ladies and gents, we're gonna have to stop right here. But don't worry, the wrestling news portion of this episode is coming up next. So make sure you guys look out for that. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count with our recap of wrestling. That was a lot of wrestling to get through. It took us a whole hour to recap all of the shows. Had they been great, it probably would have took longer. But there was some hit or misses in there with some of the shows that we watched this week. However, as usual, we will give you guys our honest opinion of all of the shows. So I hope you guys enjoyed those opinions. And make sure you guys follow us on our social media at D4TC underscore podcast for Instagram and at Down for the Count 19 for Twitter where we live tweet these shows. So I hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you follow us there. And don't forget to make sure you listen to our episodes of Down for the Count because they are riveting. Riveting information. (laughs) We'll see you guys in our next one.